In case you weren't aware, Travis and I are from the future. It's our job as futurists to get there before you do so we can warn you about what's coming next. Well, we've been there. And the bad news is there still aren't flying cars, at least not mass produce. But what we have seen there is fascinating. And we were recently invited to the keynote stage at the North American Bitcoin Conference for a fireside chat with Erica Gemma to share what we've seen with the attendees of the conference. Turns out it was entertaining and informative enough that we've secured a recording of the session and are pleased to share it with you today. And before you ask, just because we've seen the future doesn't mean we'll share who wins the Super Bowl with you in advance. That just takes all the fun out of it and wouldn't be fair. So welcome to episode number 583 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition. Who's bad? I like to change things up like I did right there. Usually I'm like of the bad crypto podcast, but that time I was like of the bad crypto podcast. It was almost like a question because I, I caught you guys by surprise. Yeah, it was. And then what was nice is that we were invited to the keynote stage, but it was actually the only stage. So, I mean, it was the keynote only stage. So uh, North American Bitcoin Conference just took place in Miami. Thousands of people were there. The Bad Crypto Podcast and CCP Digital team had a booth, uh, met all kinds of amazing people. And uh, Travis wasn't feeling that great. So he kind of hunkered down in the hotel room, came out of his uh, uh, cave for- Brought the, the thunder. Conference. And I was like, uh! And, and then, then you were- Took the lightning- and- yeah, dropped out. But yeah. I had the opportunity to meet so many of you fans that came by the booth. And, you know, it's good to it's been two years since I've used my conferencing muscles and have gone to an event and was like, oh, look, people in person looking in their eyes, standing there, shaking hands or bumping elbows or, you know, was it weird? Bumping. Was it weird for you? It was it took a moment to like, oh, yeah, pe- people again. I'm not sure how much I like y'all, but it turns out it was good. <laughs> hey, would you like us? Which is yeah. nice. Thank well, you. people, so many people came up to the booth to say, hey, thank you guys for doing what you do. You've had a big impact. I mean, you know, you forget when you do your yeah, thing. That's good. Um, but there's something about being in person. And uh, one guy said, you, uh, you and Travis were uh, my gateway drug. So we are officially the ganja of uh, the crypto world. <laughs> you know what? That's just, that's, 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 it feels good because like one of the things is like, you know what, here we're two dudes talking crypto. And if, if in some way we've inspired people along the way, because you know what, after 2017, 2018 happened, a lot of people dropped off and, and stopped listening. A lot of content creators stopped creating content for the most part, right? It's like, oh, the bull runs over. All right, the fun's over. I'm going to go do other stuff. We kept at it. We kept inspiring people and talking about it. And hey, you know, now it's time to build. When the, when the bull runs here, everybody's partying. When the when the bear runs here, it's time to build. You know, and so that's 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 what it is. And it's inspiring to hear people that uh, that we've impacted along the way, because I, I said it before, is that one of my goals years ago, back in 2008, was like, man, you know what? It would be so impactful if I could help create a thousand millionaires, then that's going to be so impactful for those families. And so I don't know how I'm going to do it, 
But I bet if I do that and was somehow can help other people create you know, all these millionaires, I bet I'd probably become a millionaire by proxy because I'm adding value. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we try to do, man. We don't try to take value. We never say, hey, pay us this, pay us that, give us this, access our Patreon, access this, get get free access to our do-to-do, pay for us for this. We don't do that. We've never done that. We don't shield coins. We don't, we, t- we try to teach you guys how to do your own, you know, research on things and be intelligent about it. That's one thing Richard Hart said. Well, if you're a retard and you're doing research, you're going to get shitty research, which was kind of funny. <laughs> but uh, I was like, I kind of laughed at that. It's true. So like, we're helping you not, you know, do retarded research. We're trying to help you make better decisions overall, but we're not going to feed. We're not going to take you to the water and say, buy this because you need it. And we're going to say, Hey, here's something that's maybe valuable for you. Take a look at it. You might impact your life and help you. For example, check out Railgun, who uh, partnered with us for the North American Bitcoin Conference. I think we gave out a thousand of their T-shirts. They're a private smart contract enabling users to engage with DeFi protocols and keep users crypto and NFT assets private. So if you're if you got NFTs and assets on Ethereum, Binance Smart Chain, Polygon and Solana, I can look if I have your address, I can look and see what you got. But Railgun's got the tech that hides that. Follow them on the Twitters at railgun underscore project and learn about them at railgun.org. This isn't a shill. This is a partner. We're working with these guys directly and we are transparent and upfront. We're not telling you to buy the coin. We're telling you to go check out what they're doing. They're going to be on a future episode of the show, railgun.org. Pew, 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 pew. So it's not like a nail gun. No, that's no. those are vicious. No, this is a rail gun. This is pretty vicious too, but uh it, it's a rail really, gun, really interesting. Oh, I don't know. Look it up. It's a thing. Like a real thing. I like a rail guns or something. Yeah, too? Rail guns are real thing. All right. Now I got to look it up. So rail gun is uh, it's like a, a gun that's on like a train track. I'm going to read it to you right now from the Wikipedia, which is known to be completely accurate at all times, even though it's been taken over by the Wiki Nazis. A railgun is a linear motor device typically designed as a weapon that uses electromagnetic force to launch high velocity projectiles. The projectile normally does not contain explosives, instead relying on the projectile's high speed, mass and kinetic energy to inflict damage. I mean, it's badass. Wow, that is badass. Yeah. Here we are doing our own research right there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to put this uh, in the show notes so that it's you kind guys, of fascinating, you know. actually. I like, I, I'm going to have to go watch a YouTube video from that now. I know you're going to get all rail gunny. I'm going to be like, whoa, rail gun just got way cooler. <laughs> so um, the conference was fun and we got about 20 minutes on stage. Honestly, Rufus stole the show. Uh, if you guys want to watch the video, I th- if we get the video, we're trying to get the video. I know we'll at least have the audio. If we can get the video of it, we'll post some pictures also in the show notes at badco.in forward slash 583. But I brought our dog Rufus up on stage and uh, it, he gave his first keynote. He was amazing. Mm. Yeah, he didn't say a word that people could disagree with. Not one. That's true. No, he was talking about the metaverse and <laughs> Web three and all this other stuff. I mean, it's like very profound. Like there's yeah. there's not been a dog so intelligent since that one that was on. Uh, what was like Dudley Do Right? There was like one the Peabody, Mr. Peabody. Oh, Is Mr. Peabody it? and Sherman. Yeah, yeah, there you go, Mr. Peabody. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was trying to pull that one back. I was like, "What is? What is? It? And there good. it is." Uh! Sherman and Peabody. I remember watching watching that. Super smart um, dog. 
So has there ever been a smarter dog than that? I don't know. Benji. <laughs> Rin Tin Tin. Lassie, my yeah. Um, Get him, Lassie. I, oh, girl. <laughs> good girl. So uh here is Where's uh, Timmy? Us. Where's Timmy at Lassie? He's in the Going well. on stage in Miami, <laughs> Miami at the uh, North American Bitcoin Conference, talking all about the future of Web 3.0. Here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to, well, actually, you guys never left, but I'm back on the stage. So how many of you guys have listened to the Bad Crypto podcast before? One, two, three. Hi, Mom. Like four people. (laughs) Hi, Mom. All four of you. Thank you so much. It's super fun to, to have people like this who don't just educate, <laughs> but they also entertain. Uh, so today's topic are going to be some things that could really end up dystopian if we don't handle them properly. Uh, it is Web3, NFTs, and the metaverse. Uh, I'm Erica Gemma. I'm very well known in the city of Miami for just starting community here, opened up a Bitcoin center a couple years ago, and now I have a venture fund called Timelock Ventures, and now I have one of the first NFT podcasts, as well as a very long-running crypto podcast. How many listeners do you guys have now? How many listeners? We've had like... Four. Four. Yeah, there's been... I think we're at like 10 million or so downloads, so I don't know, divided by one listener. They listened a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Divided by one. All right. So just, just to get started... Content creation is so important, right? And in this Web3 world, we're going to see the individual content creator be able to monetize directly from their audience instead of having to go through these third parties. So let's say that there are people in the audience who are very interested, they have a community of friends that don't know that much about cryptocurrencies yet. Is there anything that you recommend to them to get started for their local friends? Well, I would, I would say this. this is kind of one of the things that we say for most people when, when they're trying to figure it out, right? Most people start off crypto level zero, right? You don't know anything. First of all, you got to get your Coinbase account. That maybe levels you up to level two, level one. Level two, you got to get your MetaMask, right? So once you get your MetaMask set up, and then, you know, then you can maybe buy some NFTs. But first of all, you got to get your, your Ethereum over there. To, so it's, that's a complex thing for a lot of people when they really get started, right? And then... Um, then you got to, oh, I got to, how do I get BSC on my MetaMask? Well, then you got to figure that out and make sure you're not putting in the wrong things because you could get scammed and all your money could be gone, right? So it's really, it's like walking through and, and getting that stuff set up. What we've done is we set up a, um, an episode, episode 210, and uh, it's badco.in forward slash 210, which really gives people the intros and the basics. But I think we probably ought to do a new one for intro to, you know, Web3 and, and NFTs. We've not done that yeah. for a while. It's, everything's changing so quickly. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it definitely does change quickly. But like you said, podcast 210 for the, those of you guys who are looking to get started. This is why I'm not writing another book. I've written 15 books, and I'm not writing a book on crypto because... Just by the time it hits the shelves, it's outdated. Yeah, definitely outdated. Constant knowledge is important. Constantly learning is very important. That's why you guys put out a show. How frequently does your show come out? Usually two bad crypto a week and two nifty show. We slow down a little bit here. I don't know. We're getting old and tired, maybe. Is that it? (laughs) We did not do one this week. No, we we did not. So you have the Nifty Show as well. Yep. So Nifty Show, Bad Crypto Podcast, check them out, you guys. So how about, okay, so NFTs, Web3, Metaverse. Let's start with NFTs. What kind of NFTs do you own? Do you guys own any pet rocks? 
Uh, yeah, so I think the most valuable NFT I own is one of Gary V's gift goats. Travis owns one too, because Gary understands that NFTs unlock experiences. And I, that, I think getting that into the head of the mainstream, that this is not about a picture or piece of art. It's about what owning this, the loyalty um, that you, you are a part of, and, and what physical goods, what digital goods, what intangibles, what in-person events, what autograph materials. It's really, it's up to the creator to decide what value do I want to bring. And of course, creators are so incentivized to add value because now they're getting a piece of the secondary market value. By the way, this is Rufus, and this is his first keynote. <laughs> Somebody NFT this picture. <laughs> his ears all perked up. Yeah, you know, so that's one, that's one of the things that um, is, is so key, that whole utility thing. And I have always said this, like people think, you know, and we're talking to the choir here, really, but people go, oh, NFTs, they're JPEGs. And it's like, well, it, it can be, there's a lot of things. It can be, I like the, the, the acronym VITAL. It can be video, images, text, audio, links. It can be 360, AR, VR. It can be geo-proximity-based. It can unlock at events. It can uh, evolve over time. NFTs are essentially the smart contract, smart computer that you can program it to do anything you can imagine it to do. And so when, you, when people start understanding that and you go, wow, I don't have just this JPEG, I have this membership card. Somebody, I, saw, I saw an Instagram uh, yesterday where somebody was talking about how Bored Apes, Bored Apes is not just uh, a community, it's a freaking mastermind group because you're in a discord with people who can drop down $250,000 on this thing. So you're in there and you're chatting with Mr. Beast and Gary V and Eminem has one. All, all these guys, Snoop Dogg, right? It's like, well, that's, it's actually pretty interesting when you think about it. I just right click save as Jew and now I own you. Oh yeah? So you're going to come to my community? No. Yeah, I always say that uh, NFTs are the new way for the Soho houses to exist, especially in a global world, and especially now that we have metaverses popping up. Uh, so you answered my question, what are the, some of the explanations of the high value of NFTs? It's because it's access to a networking community. I mean, to go to Soho House, I think it's like, what, a five, $10,000 application just to uh, be able to come to Soho Houses, and now you have Discord chat rooms that automatically read your MetaMask wallet to say, do you or do you not have this NFT? If yes, you're allowed to enter and network with these people. So um, now let's talk about Metaverse. Wait, did you want to say something? Well, I was just going to say the beautiful thing is it never has to end with NFTs. You can just keep adding value to what people are holding. For you know, Gary says he's got a 40-year roadmap. That's the rest of his life. So you guys have an NFT drop coming up, right? We do. We're uh, launching the fourth edition of our blockchain heroes as the uh, heroes are in the fight against the evil centralizers. And um, we launch on Friday, uh, the 21st, and we've got a pack sale. Uh, we've minted over one and a half million NFTs on wax with zero gas fees. Ethereum people, zero gas fees. And uh, the previous three editions have all sold out, uh, the last one in 35 seconds. So we're hoping that uh, people will embrace this one as well. 
Yeah, so, it's all been about educating people about blockchain and the decentralization of things. And as Erica mentioned, like we're at this precipice right now where we can see the evil doers that are kind of running the world. They really like centralized power, right? And they, you know, they're able to do these mandates and they can say and do what they want and they can move things through. Paper money is running out. It's, it's nearing the end of its life cycle. And so that's one of the reasons I think we're in this thing because they're, they're, they're at this planned obsolescence of paper money. And so we're at this interesting time. And so what we've done is we, we really created this series. The first series was 50 you know, luminaries in blockchain and they were all based on real people. And then as we evolved and kept creating them, they became based on principles. There's the centralizers, you know, there's, those are the villains. They're the ones that are, you know, uh, big corporations, IRS, some of the government corruption, just goes, it goes deep into that. And then the heroes that, that teach about decentralization. And, uh, and so it's really an educational play and it's been really fun. This series right here, uh, Joel's son, Zach, is, is the creative director on the thing. And I think these are some of the coolest NFTs that, have, that are in existence at this point. Each one of the characters has its own individually original soundtrack, all to this sort of 80s synth wave vibe. And like they're animated, like just some of them are like a little little animated theatrical deal. Like it's like we went all out on this one right here. Like these, so we not only do we want to just to create NFTs, you know, hey, collect our shit. It's we want these to be valuable. We want them to have utility. We want them to educate. We want them to inspire others. And so that's why we've chose Wax. That's why we've been on Wax right since the very beginning. We were one of the very first to even launch a series on Wax, and because um, well. you. Know, you on atomic assets. On atomic assets, yeah. Because yeah. top speed us to the punch top, on simple speed, assets. Yeah. Not, not only that, we're big into the community. We love the WAX community. We love supporting others in the community. Yes. And that guy. We Rose. have, in this set, we have invited 40 partners. This is the biggest collaborative release in the history of NFTs. So we're, uh, we're breaking new ground here. All, all the partners have original exclusive NFTs in the set. So let's talk about this. You said that your NFT has utility, right? Now it's also utility, it's these communities that are built in Discord, so they're global communities. And now we have, you know, enter the metaverse, right? How do these NFTs and how do you guys see NFTs interacting with the metaverse and maybe multiple metaverses? Well, everything that you own in the metaverse in some form, including your digital identity, will be an NFT. All of the objects, the land that you own, the objects, the trees and buildings that you put on the land, the, the artwork and NFTs that you put on the walls within your buildings, uh, the items that give you advantage in various games, your swords, your skins, your KC hats, that'll be an sure. NFT. So yeah. what, it, okay, let's explain, because I, I hear a lot of people throw around the word metaverse, and I'm like, just because you have a VR headset does not mean you're in the metaverse. Okay? I think we're using it wrong. Yeah, in please, general, let's talk about that. We're using it wrong, because all of these um, different, um, what we're calling metaverses, sandbox, decentraland, crypto voxels, and so on, they're verses. They are their own community, but a metaverse means a collection of all of those together. So when we approach the singularity, right, and all of these have interconnectedness and you can transfer items from one to another, that's when we have a true metaverse. So we're just going to keep on using the word wrong until then, which is fine because... Maybe it's metavi. Yeah, we're giving it a new meaning. Yeah, yeah. 
And I want to I want to say this here because. Um, you know, so Blockchain Heroes has, has been a labor of love. As I mentioned, his son is doing the, doing the creative direction on that. And then my son actually helped doing a lot of the, the production of the finishing of the artwork. And he's actually here at his very first conference ever. Derek, right Jarek. there. His hands up there. That's awesome. Very yeah. first crypto conference for little J-Rock. I think that's what's been the most fun with going down the NFT rabbit hole. The whole lockdown stuff, as inconvenient as it was, was just a huge boon for us because we used that opportunity to create the blockchain heroes and NFTs. I worked, we had me and Travis and both of our sons. So the whole initial project was done by two father-son teams. So NFTs bring families together. Yeah, I mean, Corona has definitely accelerated the adoption of some of these, right? We actually have to meet online. A lot of times people didn't even know about Zoom until the pandemic happened. So uh, A lot of people didn't know the weird things that could happen on Zoom until the pandemic happened. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's talk about metaverses again. Now, Mark Zuckerberg, right, renamed Facebook to Meta. Personally, I think he did that to he personally, he did that to confuse people who don't understand the technology. Um, but what do you think is going to happen with decentralized metaverses and then Mark Zuckerberg's meta? Well, I think what's going to happen is that the people are going to speak, right? I think that right now, you know, the Oculus headset, the Sony headset, those are very centralized. There, are, there is no decentralized VR headset yet. So that creates a problem. So there needs to be some sort of technology of some hardware company that's building something that can access all of them. Because right now, unless there's a, there's a hack or, or a uh, sort of, um, you know, a patch to be able to use Oculus for other stuff, like I don't know if you can use it for sandbox, just go into the browser or not. I don't know. I've not done that. But it, it's, it's interesting. I think people are going to speak. And I think that what's most exciting for people is this this whole, what's bringing in a lot of people is this whole play to earn and GameFi. It's not just about the metaverse. I think metaverse is still, it's still nascent. It's still gonna be, it's still gonna grow. People are talking about it, they're hyping it. But really, you know, we, we, we saw this, that DeFi was the year of 2020. We knew 2021 was gonna be the year of NFTs. We saw that in advance. We think 2022 is gonna be the year of uh, play to earn and GameFi. And so as more and more people start b coming in and earning crypto, I mean, shit, you can make so much money just sitting and playing video games now. It's unbelievable. Uh, I'm earning money in Townstar as we speak. It is auto-selling Gala Games Townstar. It's making me like 250 bucks a day. I go in for five minutes a day and click a button and, and collect. 250 bucks a day. Like, some people don't make that at their job working at a really crappy job that they hate, and he just clicks a button and, like, seriously. Yeah. What's <laughs> the name of the game again? Give it Hold up. Hold on, I gotta get to work. Click. All right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the beach. What's the name of the game again? It's a Townstar. Uh, Gala, Townstar, Gala yeah. Games is uh, the ones to watch. Animoca Brands, Gala Games, Splinterlands, Star Atlas, uh, Starchy, just to be Vulcan yeah. Forged. Yep. Oof. Yeah, Vulcan Forged is one of the big sleepers. Those guys, and uh, we were advisors with them early on, full disclosure, they, uh, they built the closest thing I've seen to a multiplayer, an MMORPG, like World of Warcraft, still very early. But, man, these guys. And what's interesting is that they're a game company first. You have a lot of people that in the, you know, the land rushes decide, oh, we can make money making blockchain games. 
but the the best developers are those that are already developing games and going, oh, you know, it makes sense for us to put this on blockchain so that players have true ownership of their assets. That's exactly, that's exactly what's happening. And you're gonna, the model for gaming is completely flipping. Like, why does somebody want to spend $65 for a game and play that game where you don't own any of the assets and you can't resell any of those assets. So blockchain gaming is really is really flipping it. And so I think that's gonna be really big. No matter how big Bitcoin gets or how low it gets this year, play to earn and GameFi is, is still gonna move forward big. Yeah, and the media is gonna pick up on that this year. Yeah. Just like last year, we saw the stories, uh, you know, the, the media sensationalizes everything. So the big stories, Beeple sells for $69 million, and Gronkowski's doing NFTs. This year, they're going to latch on to the young people, especially sub-20-year-olds that are making serious bank more than their parents and teachers doing play-to-earn gaming. And, and our prediction has been that this year we're going to see more under-20-year-old millionaires made than ever before in human history because of play-to-earn. My son just turned 20, so I guess you're too old, buddy. You missed it. Sorry. Sorry, dude. So play to earn definitely is where we're seeing things move. I think that it's not only going to be play to earn, it's going to be um, like work out to earn, right? Rewarding people for be human behaviors that they should do in a way where they can earn cryptocurrencies instead of you know, not being rewarded at all. I'd like an eat to earn. Can I, can I get one of those? <laughs> eat this delicious filet and earn some filet coins. Yeah. Well, you know, actually, Microsoft has that patent. Actually, Microsoft has a patent that is, it's, it's tied to some internal chip of some sort where you're, like, moving around and doing certain stuff, and then you'll be able to earn crypto. And that came out in 2020, and they yeah, were talking about that. Yeah, it's patent 2020-06-06-06. It is. It's really, it's it's really kind of bizarre. That's a true story. I know. But, I mean, think about that. You go, well, if you don't move a certain amount, then you don't get your, you know, your universal basic income. And if you don't get your latest virus update patch, then you're not going to get it either. Number 23. <laughs> so let's talk Crazy. about that. It comes... It becomes pretty dystopian when you think about people living in metaverses, living with headsets, earning while they're in the game, being incentivized to stay in the game. It's very ready player one. Now, uh, this I'm, I'm so glad that you brought up this Microsoft patent that, built, that Microsoft put out in 2020 because it says it's a device that reads your body data and rewards you in cryptocurrency for performing certain tasks. Now, plugging that into the metaverse with you know our NFTs on the wall, how do you see Web3 tying this all together to make it so uh, individuals are able to directly monetize on what they do in the metaverse? They're going to have the carrot on the stick, right? It, it, meta is no different from Facebook. It's just a, a new shiny name on a turd, right? And by the way, I got off of Facebook over a year ago, and I am happier for it. You do your own due diligence and research. Same thing with Instagram. I don't need to... You know who your real friends are. They're not so-called friends. Where was I? Yeah, and then this thing, too, is that in the Web2 world, right, of the Instagrams, of the Twitters, you have followers. A lot of people who have a lot of followers, I'm sorry, but most of them are probably bots, right? But in the Web3 world, and you can't make money directly off those followers unless you're doing some type of ad campaign or you're just selling directly to them. But in the Web3 world, how do you see that relationship with followers changing? Well, it's probably going to be tied to, uh, you know, 
well, you can look at your wallet and you can see what people are holding in their wallets, right? So I think Gary Vee mentioned that. It's like in the future, social media is going to be what's in your wallet, you know? I want to, what, do, you, what, do you have this? Do you have that? Okay, we are, you're, I can tell who you are by the NFTs that you hold, right? And so there's going to be some of that. And I think that it's just, it's just, it's really a very interesting time right now because it's like, it's one of those things that's like, we normally can, Joel and I are normally pretty good at predicting certain things, but right now there's so much uncertainty in the world, it's really hard to tell how are we going to teeter? What's, what's going to happen here over these next 12, 24 months? Because it could be a huge shift in humanity, and I don't know, it's just, it's just wild to pay attention to it right now. I can, in fact, I have a prediction. I can tell you with certainty in 30 seconds they're going to kick us off the stage. Oh, Wow. Well, definitely important. Oh, hell yeah. That's true, by the way. Oh, no. <laughs> Damn it, Buster. Buster. In the real world. Well, awesome. Well, t tell us, where can they find you guys to learn more about your podcast and what you're doing? Also, if you have a list of these PTE games, uh, let us know. Let the audience have some alpha. Yeah. BadCryptoPodcast.com, TheNiftyShow.com. We're on all the podcast channels. And, and follow him on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> and I won't follow you back. <laughs> well, thank you guys. Give it up for Joel and Travis, the Bad Crypto Podcast. Trav, you really, you, you soldiered on. You know, truly, the show must go on. And you got up there and you dropped your knowledge. Boom. Boom. Yeah, we had a lot of, we had people after that show, after the, the thing, people come up to us and go, oh, we really enjoyed that. Like, stuff you were dropping, you guys were dropping, is we agree with all of that. So, yeah, like one nobody person, come up and said we were an asshole at all. I was no, no, one person walked up and said, would you sign my breast? And and I told him no. I just, you know, it wasn't. Is it a him? <laughs> so weird. That was a punchline. I, like, that was that was comedy, Travis. Yeah, that, was, that, was, that was, yeah. I know. <laughs> I was just trying to make it funnier. That's what he said. He said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make that <laughs> I was joke. not successful. I'm going to make that joke better. It did not land. Uh, yeah. But hey, if you guys enjoyed the episode, as always, we would love to hear from you. And uh, you can write us at badcryptopodcast at gmail.com or call Travis's cell phone because he loves to hear from you. Because we're going to be in Kansas City watching the Chiefs in the ASC championship. So hopefully, uh, you know what, if you're watching that, send out a little love to Travis and Joel and Aaron. And yeah. uh, my son Jared going to be there. We're going to be there rocking the house. Tailgating their at Arrowhead. It might we have already happened. We might be sad right now. I don't know. Well, well we already there. know because we're from the future. Not only do oh, we know right. who won that game, but we know who won the Super Bowl. So, uh, but we it would be unethical for us to tell you at this point. So we're not going to do it. So we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Until then, stay bad. Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.